This message you are about to listen to was recorded live at the retained Christian Church of God, Fountain of Life Parish, December Farms Road, at Cable Stop, Agbara Dusada Road, Ogun State. The blessed as you listen. Ancient walls, ever true, changing me and changing you. We have come with open heart, oh, let the ancient world impart. Ancient world, ancient world, ever true, changing me and changing you. We have come. Father in heaven, we thank you. King of glory, we worship you. Lord, we thank you because you are the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word is God. Father, speak yourself this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, send your word unto every situation represented in today's service. And let there be a way out in the name of Jesus. Father, in this hour of your word, let there be transformation in the name of Jesus. Make every heart a fertile ground where your word will bear fruit in the name of Jesus. Transform by your word. Save souls by your word. And let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in God's presence. The Lord will bless you in the name of Jesus. Once again, you are welcome to church. And I pray for you that today, the very first Sunday after the reopening of churches, after lockdown, the God that we serve will give you a new beginning in the name of Jesus. I say the God that we serve will give you a new beginning in the name of Jesus. We want to look at the topic that says, time to embrace change. Time to embrace change. Of course, you can see already that there are changes to the way we do things in the church already. We are trying to space our chairs to achieve social distancing. We are washing our hands. We are wearing face masks. We are sanitizing our hands. All these things we were not doing before. But because of the change in the old world, as a result of COVID-19, we are doing it. But I want to tell us that this summer is not about COVID-19. It's about you and I. It's about the fact that as we are starting afresh, the God who didn't allow us to be wasted by this plague that is ravaging the world, that God demands that we make changes in our lives, in our families, and the Lord will help us as we hear and hearken to His word in the name of Jesus. The word change means to make or become different. If we can see the difference between the former and the latter, 
then there's a change. For somebody listening to me this morning, your life will change in the name of Jesus. Change, they say, is the only constant thing in life. Times change, seasons change, governments change, people change. The only one that doesn't change is God. This is why Malachi 3 verse 6. The Bible says in Malachi 3 verse 6, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. And in First James, in James 1 verse 17, the B part, the Bible says there is no shadow of turning in God. There is no variableness in God. James 1 verse 17, the B part of it. But this God that doesn't change still demands that we change in one area of our lives or the other. Praise the Lord. I want to tell us that the kind of change we are seeing in the world today, this plague coming up, how many of us know that after COVID-19 they've discovered another virus? They've discovered another one. This one, that one, all the news we are hearing here and there, they are part of the biblical end time agenda. So God knows about it. And I remember that you were telling us four or five months ago that one of the purpose of having COVID-19 in the whole world is that God wants the whole world to know that He's still the Almighty. God wants the whole world to know that He's still the Almighty. That's why the mighty nations of the world struggled. Praise the Lord. But that's not our focus today. I want us to read Jeremiah 7 verse 3. There are certain changes as God laid in my heart to speak to us. That I believe God is demanding from us, his children, ongoing. And the Lord will bless us in the name of Jesus. Jeremiah 7 verse 3. Let's read together. Jeremiah 7 verse 3. Can we read from the screen together? 7 verse 3. Jeremiah 7 verse 3. Thus saith the Lord. Let's read together. One to go. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Amend your ways and your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. Now that we are back in church, God is placing a demand on you and I that we need to amend our ways. We need to amend the way we do things. Not just by washing our hands, sanitizing, covering our nose. No. God is demanding from us that we make changes. And as God laid in my heart, there are seven things I want to mention. And I want to pay attention to them as I mention them one by one. What kind of change does God expect from you and I? Number one. God expects us to change from complaints and murmuring to praising Him. God wants you and I to change from being among those who be complaining and murmuring to be among those who will always see reasons to praise God. I was sharing my testimony that 
People called me for very good reasons all through the lockdown. Of course, there are a few people who are challenges. But those challenges, they are not difficult challenges. Because they are not life-threatening situations. They are not life-threatening situations. If I desire something from God, I don't have it. It's not a problem as big as somebody on the hospital bed in pain. It's not as big a problem as somebody involved in an accident and they are hanging his leg up in the hospital and is crying on the hospital bed. That I believe God for something and I'm here to have it. Does not mean my God is not good. Because according to Psalm 3 verse 5, the Bible says, I lay down, I slept, and I awake. Why? Because God sustained me. So if every day I enjoy sustenance, I sleep, I wake up, I don't die in my sleep, there is always hope for me. So God expects us to change from being people who complain and murmur about what he has not done and shift our focus to what he has done before and glorify him for it. The second change. We have to change from being people of fear to faith. We need to change from being people of fear to people of faith. Thank God that the atmosphere now, generally in the country, fear is beginning to disappear. Before the lockdown started, there were even Christians online who were saying out of fear, let's stop going to church, oh. let's stop going. Oh. Praise the Lord. There are many people I spoke to who, when they are talking to me during lockdown, they talk as if they are expecting them to become a COVID-19 patient very soon. Many people talk as if this thing is a matter of time. It, their turn will soon come. God said in Exodus 15 verse 26, I will put none of these diseases upon you. And that you told us, if you are a child of God, there is no reason to fear. There's no reason to fear. But there was a particular time I was seeing fear everywhere. And I want to tell us, yes, we need to do all these things we are doing to fulfill our righteousness, to obey the government of the land. But our protection is in the hands of God. And that God can never fail us. He will not fail you in the name of Jesus. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, the Bible says, God has not given us the spirit of fear. Fear is of the devil. Fear has torment. There are many who die before death comes. Praise the Lord. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. How many of us know that the fearful may end up in hell fire? Revelations 21 verse 8. Revelations 21 verse 8. Can we read together? Revelations 21 verse 8. Can we read together? But the fearful and unbelieving 
and abominable and murderers and warmongers and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. You may want to ask, why is it that the fearful is the first person mentioned in this verse? Liars are sinners. Abi, idolaters are sinners. Is it that to be fearful is a greater sin or what? Why did the word fearful appear first here? I will tell us something. Anyone who is always fearful, it's a matter of time, the person will become a child of the devil. And I will tell you why. Fear means faith in the devil. If an abbey stays beside your house and he tells you that if I am the whatever I am, you so 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 person, you will not live for seven days. If you are a fearful person, if you don't know the God you serve, that may be the avenue that the devil will use to make you the customer of that man. Because out of fear, you will go and beg him. Abi? And by so doing, you surrender to his God. It means you have faith in the devil, indirectly. So those who fear always, what they are doing is they are doubting God and they are putting their trust in Satan. So when Satan says he will do this, they believe. When God says, I will protect you, they doubt. So ongoing, I want us to be children of God who are living without fear. All you and I need to do is to fear God. I want somebody to say fear God. Once you fear God, you don't need to fear any other thing. And the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Number three, change. We need to wake up from spiritual slumber to fervency. What does this mean? Seek revival. Seek revival. Matthew 13 verse 25. The Bible says, Why men slept? The enemy came. The enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat. Matthew 13 verse 25. If you read that place, this was one of the messages God laid in my heart shortly before lockdown. Why men slept? His enemy came. The enemy didn't came only. The enemy performed the operation. It came to perform. And went his way without being arrested. So for as many who, do, who don't decide to deliberately wake up from spiritual slumber, you will be handing over victory at certain junctions to the devil unknowingly. The enemy will come, he will steal, and walk away on in that. Why the Bible says, smite the enemy and he will flee. I want somebody to say, I will wake up. Can you say it louder? I will wake up and I will smite every enemy of my soul. In the name of Jesus. Number four, change. 
We need to change from discouragement and hopelessness to what I call hopeful living. We need to change from discouragement and hopelessness to what I call hopeful living. Psalm 42 verse 5. Psalm 42 verse 5. Psalm 42 verse 5. Can we read it together? Want to go. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. You know, if you have spoken to some people in certain situations, and the way they will even tell you that you know, some people present their situation as if prayer cannot undo it. Some people present their situation as if they have come to the conclusion that change can never happen again. If you read the book of Isaiah 49, I think verse 13 or thereabouts. Isaiah 49 Read Isaiah 49, verse 13. There's a case there. Isaiah 49, verse 13 and 14. In verse 13, God says, Sing, O heavens, and break forth, break, and be joyful, O earth. Break forth into singing, O mountains. Why? For the Lord has comforted his people, and we have, we have mercy upon his afflicted. Verse 14. Look at what somebody now said. But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me. My God has forgotten me. So there are many Christians who behave like Zion. When God is saying, I will still visit you. I will still change your situation. I will still take you to your promised land. There are many who like Zion says, God has forsaken me. He has forgotten me. This is a perfect example of hopeless living. I believe God that somebody's hope has risen again this morning in the name of Jesus. We need to change from what I call willful disobedience to obedience. We need to change from willful disobedience to obedience. In 1 Samuel 15 verse 22, the Bible makes us to understand that to obey God is better than sacrifices. As Christians, one of the evidences that we truly know God is obedience. It's obedience. Online, offline, during lockdown, many arguments about obeying God. People go online to dissect our fundamental beliefs. People go online to rubbish pastors as if when people give in church, it's pastors they give to. Are you still giving your tithe? Are you still giving? I told the workers this morning, the church was not locked down. It was the building that didn't open. We are still worshipping God. We are still worshipping God. 
And anyone who knows the God is serving, we still give to God. We still obey God. God still evangelize. The person will still evangelize. All the messages I was preaching during lockdown and was sending, you will hear a voice there saying this message was recorded live at RCCG Fountain of Life Parish. Why? Evangelism. Evangelism. People need to know that the church is still operating. Even if we don't meet here, it doesn't mean we should disobey God. It doesn't mean God has changed his mind on his expectation that we should go to the old world and preach the gospel. God hasn't changed his mind. God hasn't changed his standard. Nowadays we have more people in church who listen to online online uh, agents of the devil. You know, I watched a video that almost got me to cry. I watched a video. I saw one young guy, a teenager. He was joining people to, to analyze Daddy Gio. Calling Daddy Gio all manners of names. You know, God will have mercy on this generation. God will have mercy on this generation. Even a pastor who is well known, who was doing very well in one of the European countries, but who has decided to now partner with the devil, is online also. And all he does is criticize. And there are many of such people. They criticize the church. They want to poison your mind. They want to see what you have been doing. As something wrong. And give you another idea. That will make satanic agenda fulfilled in your lives. That's what they do. And I see a lot of rebellious people. Who still call themselves Christians because of that. When I watch videos on YouTube, I watch comments. Comments. You hear Christians putting comments there. Supporting agents of the devil. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. In this place, me, I don't have another God. So whatever this God we have says we should do, we do. No agent of darkness will teach me how to serve God on the internet. I pray for everyone listening to me. God will encounter you personally in the name of Jesus. Job 36 verse 11. Job 36 verse 11. If they obey and serve him. Job 36 11. Can we read it together? Job 36 verse 11. Can we read it together from the screen? Want to go. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. May that be your portion in the name of Jesus. Number six, which concerns some people here. You need to change from being a sinner to somebody who is assured of salvation.
no matter who you are until you have totally surrendered to Jesus you don't belong to God you may be regular in church even your parents may be pastors but until you decide for Jesus and Jesus only you are not yet born again and the kind of change that makes a man or a woman good indeed will not be evident in your life. In Acts 3 verse 19 Acts 3 verse 19 the Bible says repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. There is a blood that blots out sins. Right there where you are, while all lies are closed, you don't need to come out while all lies are closed. You know that between you and Jesus, all is not well. You know you are a sinner. You know, even by the kind of things you dip into your hands into recently, you know. So you don't need to be told. You belong to that category. You want to say, Jesus, help me to overcome sin. Wherever you are, just put your hand on your chest and just say, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me this morning. Just put that hand on your, on your chest and pray after me. Say, Father, have mercy on me. Forgive me my sins. Change me from being a sinner to somebody that has assurance of salvation. Write my name in the book of life. As from today, I am no longer a sinner. As from today, I live for Jesus. And Jesus only in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Those of us who pray that prayer, please feed that card. You will receive a message from me. Just to encourage you to be steadfast in the Lord. And the Lord will help you in the name of Jesus. Lastly, number seven. What kind of change do we need to embrace? We need to start living with eternity in view. We need to start living with eternity in view. We need to stop living as if this world we have will not end. We need to stop living as if we don't believe the rapture can take place. We need to stop living as if we will not die one day. In Second Peter 3 verse 10, the Bible makes us to understand that the day God will come, it will come like a thief in the night. And like I said before, the happenings all around the world, they are evidence, evidences to the fact that this world can end anytime. I won't tell you when it will end because no man knows when it will end. But the handwritings on the wall, they are deep messages for every Christian that knows what he or she is doing. If any prophets come out and say, God has told me when the word, the word we have is a fake prophet. Because the Bible says, of the hour, no man knows. 
But the events that will characterize the end of the world, we are seeing more of them. And that should tell us that living with eternity in view is a wise thing to do. If one is living with eternity in view, there are certain things that will change the life of that person. That person's focus will change. That person will focus less on material things and focus more on the spiritual things. That person will focus less on what is happening in this world and focus more on pleasing God. Our priorities will change. We will put God first. We will focus more attention on building mansions for, for ourselves in heaven. We will be mindful of where we are going when we depart from here. Of course, in this world, we are to be fruitful, we are to multiply, we are to enjoy all the good things. But when those things come our way, if we are people living with eternity in view, those things will not become our God. We begin to live for God. And for God only. Let's rise on our feet. You are going to lift up your voices and say, Father. Say, Father. Every change you desire to see in my life. Father, enforce it. Can you pray that prayer? Enforce it. Every change you desire to see in my life. Oh Lord, enforce that change. Enforce that change. Every change you desire to see in my life. Father, enforce it. Oh Lord, enforce it. Father, touch me and let there be a change. Father, touch my spiritual life and let there be a change. Father, touch my family and let there be a change. Father, touch my business and let there be a change. I don't know the area where you did that change. Embrace that change now. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. 